Does the day you were born impact whether you're a great leader? Can astrology unlock the pathway to leadership success? Hi, I'm Josephine Corcoran, holistic career coach and astrologer, and my podcast, Astrology for Leaders, Aligning Your Career to Your Purpose, is where we'll find out. I've been an executive coach for over 20 years, facilitating and training leaders to achieve professional and personal goals and practicing astrology for the last 15 years. I also appreciate the profound impact of connecting leaders to their unique astrological blueprint to give them access to their leadership abilities around governing, strategy, communication, relating, driving and empathy. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing leaders using their birth chart as a lens to explore how they've harnessed their strengths, overcome challenges and found meaning in their work. My desire in sharing these accomplished leaders' stories is to demonstrate the extraordinary benefit of understanding your unique astrological blueprint to enable you to work in a way that is equally impactful and fulfilling, and to learn a few interesting facts along the way. Hello and welcome to Astrology for Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to be talking to Audrey Warren, who is a cacao ceremonialist and the founder of Love Being Cacao. Of course, being a chocolate addict myself, I was very drawn to the work that Audrey does, but I'm sure what we're going to learn today goes well beyond the world of what chocolate is because we're talking about the base form of chocolate in a completely different sphere. So in terms of Audrey's background, cacao is chocolate in its purest form and is used as a medicinal plant by the Mayans and, the, and other Indigenous groups in Latin America. And namely in ceremony, it's used as a way to connect with spirit and to the heart. Audrey began working with cacao in 2014 with her teacher, Keith Wilson, in Guatemala and found the ceremonies and medicine to be life-changing. As a Spanish speaker, in 2016, she began working closely with Indigenous Mayan spiritual guides in the communities of San Marcos and San Pedro, translating traditional Mayan fire ceremonies and deepening her connection to the medicine. In 2018, Audrey returned home to Melbourne to begin sharing ceremonial space and the magic of the cacao. Love Being Cacao was founded last year and imports cacao directly from an Indigenous women's collective in Guatemala. I'm so thrilled to have you here, Audrey. Welcome. Thank you. So I was fascinated to look into Audrey's chart and what sorts of things would be going on to inform this amazing business that you're starting and this career that's unfolding ahead of you. So for listeners... Audrey's born with the sun in Libra, bringing through those beautiful qualities of being very charming and enjoying conversation and enjoying bringing through that sense of relating to others. And fairness and equity always play a role whenever you have the sun in Libra. She's also got her ascendant in Gemini, which is an air sign and that brings through that quality of using the mind and a desire to multitask it's often attached to languages so no surprises you speak Spanish and she has the moon in Virgo 
And the essence of Virgo, Virgo as an earth sign is very much connected to that desire to find that holy connection between the mind, the body and the soul. And when we were talking earlier, I was explaining that really the essence of Virgo is that Virgo seeks to heal to serve people and to heal them by firstly diagnosing the problem and then coming up with a solution. So the key here though in Audrey's chart is that she has got the rulers, all of the rulers of her sun, the moon and the ascendant are located in Scorpio. She has a stellium in Scorpio of Pluto in Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio and Mercury in Scorpio. So to keep it really simple for those of you who are not astrologers who are listening to this podcast, essentially that means that the essence of the way that she is in the world is deeply Scorpionic in its in the way that it manifests. And Scorpio is very connected to the world of the mystical very connected to the world of transformation, of going deep, entering the realms of the subconscious, doing healing work, and then bringing that to be in the world. So it's a very complicated starting question, Audrey, but I felt <laughs> the need to share all of that because I would love you to share with the listeners how you arrived in this world of uh, love being cacao, how it started and how you really connect into that deeper essence of life mm. I mean love being cacao itself obviously we know started just last year but its seed and formation started well before that um, even with a, a brief interlude living and working and running a business in New York sharing cacao so there was um, that's kind of helped me form a lot of how I wanted to work and run ceremony um, and before that, it was, yeah, finding myself in, in Guatemala and working with the medicine, with the cacao and going through a huge healing process of my own and realizing how important it was to be able to offer others that experience. So bringing what I experienced and my connection and my love for the, for the cacao, for the medicine and for the way of working with it to others and to, to Australia, ultimately here where I am now in Melbourne. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So maybe if we can just get you to backtrack for a moment and give us a bit of an insight into what your first experience with the cacao was in ceremony and take us on that journey, if you will. Yeah, as best I can, because the, I can remember parts of it and other parts, it's like it's disappeared from my memory. I'm actually currently working to almost try and recover some of it um, because it came at a time when I was in a lot of struggle I was a bit lost in myself and seeking and searching and I um, had been in the US for a little bit and then again as a Spanish speaker made my way back down to Latin America where I'd already had a bit of a love affair with the culture and the the traveling around there um, to Guatemala and I was in a one-month meditation course and in this tiny little town San Marcos La Laguna Lake Atitlan and it's a town of like this town, I can't, like, I can't express how, how deep my love for this town is. Um, it's a deep place of healing. It's, um, it sits right on a lake. It's surrounded by volcanoes. It's just magical. There's no cars. It's like very, very small. And in that town, there's a lot of healers and a lot of people working uh, in the mystic and in the esoteric. And one of those people is Keith my teacher who was mentioned in my, in my intro, my bio. And so I heard one, one afternoon about this cacao ceremony and 
and how like, yeah, this guy was just amazing. And it went for like five or six hours. And I was kind of like, I'd always been drawn to the, the more alternative, the little bit different, but I wasn't fully converted, shall we say. So I was like, I hadn't been in a ceremony. I didn't really know what that meant, but I liked chocolate and I was open to try. I'm pretty, you know, open to trying things. And I mm. went along and sat on this, this old dude from America's porch and <laughs> drank a cup of cacao, um, which is just um, 100% bitter chocolate and water drank it and felt it felt I felt something I couldn't even describe to you what but it definitely wasn't necessarily what I expected and I absolutely I stayed there for five or six hours just enthralled and enraptured in what was unfolding which with Keith is almost like group therapy it's almost like this guidance through our psyche and he works with the cacao spirit and with each of us um, to kind of work with people one-on-one, -on -one, but in a group setting of what people are dealing with. And, and he can kind of, he has a beautiful ability to read the energies and follow them, you know, getting out of the head and into the heart, which is very much where the cacao comes in as well. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so were you backpacking at the time or just on a little short break? What, what was the, how long had you been in the, this place before you decided yeah. to embark on that journey? <laughs> well, it lends back to, I suppose, yeah, why I left Australia in the first place. But I had left Australia almost like one-way ticket. I'm not coming back until I kind of get me, like until I, you know, there's that, that cliche of like finding myself, but that really is what it was. It was like, I can't anymore in this city, in this Melbourne life, in the striving and the doing, and I need a clean slate. I need to yeah, just clear it all out and had been in the US for maybe four months actually. But yeah, I was on my ticket. I wasn't, but I also wasn't necessarily moving around and traveling a lot. I kind of travel in a way where I go to one place, stay and really like want to know it and get to know the people and the place that I'm in. So I spent four months in North Carolina and then yeah, came down to Guatemala. I'd probably been in the town for about two or three weeks when I, maybe two weeks when I okay. ended up on Keith's porch and I stayed for six months. So. <laughs> okay, amazing. So amazing. <laughs> So look, I, I'm wanting to hear more about the cacao, but I feel like there's more story, backstory for us to explore before <laughs> we go into the version of cacao and how it works and to, to, to get listeners up to speed with what we can do with it here in Australia. Um, and there's a part of Audrey's chart, which is, it's an opposition in her chart. And when we look to leaders' charts, what we will often explore is what are the gifts? What are the innate abilities? What's your purpose? But it's also important to understand what sort of challenges you have because it's actually the challenges that bring up the opportunity for the biggest growth. The greatest sense of um, shift and change is available when we work with the challenging aspects in our chart. And what Audrey's got in her chart is she has got Chiron, which is known as the wounded healer, where we personally go through some kind of wound and then we heal that and that gives us the opportunity to, to then pass that knowledge on. Hers is in Gemini in the first house. So when I say hers, I'm talking about yours, Audrey, obviously, but <laughs> you're, you're with Chiron in Gemini in the first house, it actually brings up this sense of there's some kind of wound that happened or was seeded when you were young 
that then may have morphed a little as you grew up that affected how you felt about who you were in the world, that sense of identity in some way. It was potentially to do with something to do with either communication or it might have even been around the way you thought about things or there was just some general kind of not sure about your place in the world, about your, how you were communicating and networking in. And then that is, in, is opposing uh, Uranus, which is very much the planet that brings about breakthroughs, breakdown and breakthrough. It's unexpected, got, it's un, it has an unexpected quality to it. And we can kind of, on a whim, seemingly to others, just suddenly get up and want to get going. <laughs> and so freedom is a very strong thread. And now this is a generational thread, but what's really interesting is in your chart, Uranus being in Sagittarius, in the seventh house, it's almost like you needed this freedom to get going overseas, Sagittarius, and travel to learn. And um, it's also located next to Saturn, which means that, you know, for you, it's about being committed to something and learning something from wise elders in an unexpected, in, in unorthodox way, if you like, like willing to go tread down a different path. So I feel like now is important to share that. Was it, would you be able to share with the listeners part of the reason that you decided to head over, pack the bags without one-way ticket and find yourself? What was going on there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so I can really resonate with that identity piece of my Chiron and of my Gemini and how that how I experienced that like I grew up in a pretty small town down the coast in Victoria and I was my parents are like they're a little different they're not deeply different but I grew up in the folk like music scene and so it's like it's got a bit of hippie edge to it so it's just kind of pretty different to everyone in the town and um and I wasn't necessarily that shy of that either I kind of was like well you know I never questioned that somehow I was like no like this is who and how I am. I don't really want to be like everyone else, but it's also causing problems um, because I'm not fitting in and I'm not belonging and it's harder to, to find my place. And once I did move to Melbourne as soon as I could at 18, I did start to find that. I started to, to really, yeah, start to uncover myself and figure myself out, but it's still like I met amazing people and amazing friends as a Gemini and a Libra would. Um, but I definitely still had that challenge. And what ultimately ended up happening is that I had this, had this desire to achieve. Um, I, I'm going to say I inherited a little bit from my mother, um, but I was pushing myself, really, really pushing myself to, I was doing my master's. I was working full time. I was also volunteering with refugees. So I was just like nonstop, go, go, go. And that went on for about two years. And within that, those two years, I was also just experiencing incredible anxiety or what I've deemed anxiety, um, physical symptoms of difficulty breathing, strong tightness in my chest, just a real kind of collapse of my spirit, which at the time I wouldn't have used those words to say that, but it was absolutely this pulling forth of like what ultimately led me to need to heal it and get to the bottom of it. So I was trying everything. I was seeing psychologists. My GP was incredible. Um, acupuncture, naturopathy, like whatever I could, I was trying and nothing was really getting through. Um, mm. I knew that yoga and meditation helped. I knew that calmed my system, but then I'd kind of come out of it and go straight back into that 
fight or flight response. Mm. So that's why, that's why it was like, okay, I need to get to the root of this. I need to get right down to it. That's why I left. That's why mm. I went to a place where in, I mean, maybe intuitively I knew um, there was a lot of yoga and alternative medicine and spirituality going on in Central America. And that's where I ended up. And absolutely, it was working with a meeting Keith um, along with the cacao. And I've been, it's so, it was so beautiful to hear you reflect around finding these teachers. I didn't realize that was in my chart. And yet I've watched over the years how incredibly lucky and blessed I've been with the teachers that I've had. I've always really I haven't had to have these lessons of finding the kind of false guru or anything. I've like always just really struck it out with incredible, beautiful teachers who are really supportive of me and my journey. Um, and that's absolutely what I found in, uh, in Guatemala and with Keith. And like you said about it being unconventional, that Uranus kind of energy of um, Keith calls his little porch a school, but it's definitely, it's not like there's no enrollment. There's no program. There's no course. There's no <laughs> modules. It's literally just like, learning but also what I found it was a huge unlearning it was an unlearning of of what I thought I, and how I thought I had to be and a discovery of ah oh, this is me and I can be me and that is embraced in certain spaces and it can be celebrated and I can celebrate it too and mm. yeah and so cacao with my teachers and my whole experience in that town as well very healing as I mentioned that town is very special um yeah definitely helped me to discover who I, who I was, who I wanted to be and what I was here to, to share. Mm, so rich, what an extraordinary life experience, hey? Yeah. So if we then think about, uh, I'm, I'm curious for listeners, I'm sure they will be too, with the journey, like you shared your initial experience that you've potentially mm. lost a little bit of, mm. that you're trying to get back. <clears throat> How have you taken it from your personal experience and being on the porch and going to school with Keith and, <laughs> and turned it into a business? Yeah. Talk to us about that. And, and actually, yes. while you ponder that concept, yes. I just want to reflect on the, the fact that um, there is a lot of fire in your chart. So there's a <laughs> lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm, and there is a lot of air. Um, I will talk about that again in a moment, but Audrey's North Node is in Aries and her South Node is in Libra, which means that you've come in with that gift, as I was saying earlier, because the South Node's near the sun, you've come in with this gift of being charming and relating and building relationships really easily and this concept of fairness and equity. And what's really important is that you've learned that you need to be an individual, that this lifetime is about you stepping into your Aries warrior woman power mm. and it's not about because what can happen when we have a south node in Libra is we can we can be too considerate or too mindful and give of ourselves too much to others and not enough to ourselves. and so mm. big journey can also with the north node in Aries it's really about recognizing that you need to strike out on your own and it's very entrepreneurial as well it's about building that trust and going with it and that's in the 10th house of Korea. So it's about your professional reputation and your, you know, the, uh, if you like the legacy that you're here to leave behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So using that as a bit of like a, a, a lead into that entrepreneurial goal setting, let's make it happen vibe that's going on for you. Can you share how you've converted all of that experience and turned it into your amazing business? 
Yeah. And definitely even just to speak to that, the South node and the North node in my, yeah, Libra Aries is also that balance is still something I have to strike of like, sometimes I do go back and go, wait, I'm being too, trying to appease others and I'm not, yeah, I have to remind myself of that. And I suppose maybe that's why this next piece makes sense is there was plenty of resistance as someone who, yeah, might naturally have it in my chart or might naturally have it in my personality from where others might be on the outside looking in, it wasn't as easy as me going, yes, I'm going to do it and then doing it. Um, it definitely had a bit of like a lot of doubt, a lot of, oh, who am I to be doing this, to be sharing this medicine? Like, oh, I couldn't possibly. And I wonder, like, I wonder if that's a bit of my Virgo moon because she can be a bit like tentative. Um, a bit judgmental. And <laughs> yeah yeah the perfectionist like you need it yeah. has, I can only do it if it's absolutely perfect yeah. um, and that's why I'm you know mentioning New York before was a beautiful opportunity to kind of practice it to, to yeah get in a space where I was working with someone and she's she's a Leo like you so she's just like powerhouse I'm doing it and I'm just like oh, I don't know like am I allowed can I do this like um but I feel that really shifting I feel that shifting the more that I, the more that I, um, that I offer my ceremonies and my spaces and what I am here to offer. And I see the, and hear the reflections back and see how it's affecting people and hear them talk about it. Then that's what feeds it for me is like, mm. yes, I'll still have my doubts, but it's like, hang on. Like I can trust that this is serving um yeah and absolutely mm -hmm. my very Aries and my very fiery ability and the Virgo too coming in there to be able to like do the very practical side of business of like okay I need to do this and that and that's what's going to like create this so that side was easier that was like yeah I can do all of that it was more the how do I put myself you know if you're holding ceremony or you're putting yourself in this space of oh am I a healer like you know it's been a while since I've journeyed with that question am I a healer what does that mean and and this self-consciousness around that and not necessarily feeling from a good way as in I'm the same as also everyone else we're all you know I'm, I'm in the moment I'm holding space I am taking on that role as the space holder as the healer for that moment for that time it doesn't mean that someone else there isn't also a beautiful healer and also the whole point of healing is that they're healing themselves like I'm holding the space that allows them access to do that so I don't know if I've gone totally off tangent there, but I think that's a real, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, there's this desire to move forward in the world, but there's, there's a, you know, there's this sense too of, who, you know, being clear that I standing in your power of I've got this. Yeah. And, and it's when you've got your North node in Aries, it's not natural because first of all, you want to make sure everybody's comfortable and everybody's happy because you've come from that, Libra and South yeah. Node. So it's part yeah. of the journey and the evolution. I think that's a really beautiful illustration of South Node in Libra and North Node in Aries. Yeah. And especially when it's connected into the career home, because it's like there's this comfort level of being at home and this comfort level of creating a sanctuary to retreat from the world and to get your energy back. Uh, but with the North Node up there in the 10th house, there's definitely this calling to be a businesswoman, to, to do something that's going to have its mark on society and leave a legacy. And that's a little uncomfy. So you have to keep practicing that and keep putting it out there because it's an extraordinary, it's an extraordinary gift you're bringing to Australia. 
yeah. in life, lives. So just if you could just share, because I'd love listeners to get a bit of an idea, if they came to a ceremony to you this week or in the next couple of weeks, what kind of things would be going on? I'm imagining yeah. it's a little more than just a bit of cacao and hot water on a porch. <laughs> and at the same time, very little more. Um, okay. That's what I love about it. There's actually a, a deep simplicity to it, especially in the way that I work. And yeah, if you come to my ceremony, it's going to be different if you go to Keith, if you go to someone else's who's holding space. And I love that. You know, we all bring a little bit of ourselves to, to what we're creating and holding. Um, so, yeah, what would happen in a ceremony? I do like to keep it simple. We gather in a circle and, you know, circles are ancient and important. And that's a whole other topic that we could dive into. But we gather in circle at the moment. It's mostly on Zoom because I am in Melbourne. So we've been pretty limited, but it's still actually been really beautiful. So we gather in our virtual circle or in a physical circle. Um, I'll serve the cacao and I'll speak a blessing for the medicine. Uh, we'll drink the cacao. We'll do a quick little round of introductions, maybe a small sharing. I'll talk about cacao so that people have an understanding of what it is that they're bringing into their bodies and connecting with. And that kind of just flows with whatever I decide to speak about on the day. <laughs> um, and similarly, then I will move us into a meditation uh, that I, you know, again, I hesitate to even use the word, but it's channeled in the sense that I don't plan it. I let it come. I trust in um, what comes, I get out of the way as Keith, Keith kind of drills into us. You just got to get out of the way and let it come. Um, knowing as well that I'm somewhat working with the energies that are present of the people in this space in a very like non aware way almost. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's a, it's an opportunity then for those in the ceremony to stay seated or to lay down, just sink into the effects of the cacao, the meditation and my voice and, Generally what people find, it's hard to speak about this part because it's so divergent. It can be, some people feel total peace and almost this dropping into the void where their mind just switches off and they can just feel and be. Others will have a lot of emotions. There can be tears, there can be joy, laughter. There can be a lot of thoughts, visions. Some people are quite visual. So there's like such a, a range of things that, that happen for those in the experience. And indeed, at the end, we do do another little sharing to kind of close the space um, and ground the experience. And also what I find is that at the end, once we have shared is no one wants to leave. <laughs> We've like created this beautiful love bubble and safe space of healing. And people are just like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I just want to stay here. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I could ask you so many more. I could ask you so many more questions about that. But look, I think what we probably what would be a really great idea is um, for you to share how listeners can get in contact with you, because I think that, you know, COVID has given you this opportunity to not be limited to just the physical realm of the area that you're living in, but to create virtual circles globally or at least nationally or even in the state. Uh, there are circles popping up more and more all the time where women are looking, particularly women, but it doesn't have to be exclusive to women. I know of plenty of circles where there's that 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 there's this openness for using different tools to heal. So how yeah. can people find out about what you do and explore how they could get involved. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the best place is going to be my website, uh, lovebeingcacao.com. I'm also quite active on Instagram. I love it there. I'm there a lot. Um, And on there, I have both Instagram and my website. I have um, my upcoming ceremonies. I sell the cacao that I bring in from Guatemala from these beautiful ladies. Um, There's, and I'm just, I'm, I'm also building my resources around also being able to educate more because I get that exactly like there's so much richness to this I can yeah we've touched on it and yet yeah so I even sell little samples so if people are kind of just wanting to to try it out and they're not quite ready to fully commit then there's a small little like two cups of cacao there for you super easy um yeah and my yeah Instagram is the same love being cacao and reach out like I'm I'm so it's my favorite thing to do is talk about cacao Amazing. and to share it amazing now I normally ask every uh person that I interview their perspective on leadership because Mm. of the way the world is changing so I would love for you to share why you personally believe that it is important for everybody to step into their leadership qualities today Mm. why it's important for everyone to step into their leadership qualities I think for me, I would look at it in the sense of when I am in this position of leadership, almost like I said before, it's that role you can step into at times. It's inviting me to be the best version of myself. And so if we're all striving for that and we're all encouraging that in one another, then that kind of leads for me into exactly why I work with Cacao. We're creating a better world. We're creating a place where, yeah, we're encouraging the best version of of who and how we can be. Yeah, beautifully said. I love that response. And then finally, it would be wonderful if you could share what you, how you personally think that astrology can help people unlock the pathway to leadership success. So in other words, Mm. how they can use astrology as one of their many tools to step into their leadership success. Yeah, Yeah. And I suppose I I often try and relate these sorts of questions back to to myself, to like how I have. And I know when I had my first reading uh, with astrology, it clarified so many things about myself. It gave me a lot of permission. It was like, oh, that's explains why I have this propensity to that without making it like you're only that and you can't change. But it allows me to work with my strengths, know my strengths and also know the challenges and know what will support me in that and so that's where I see it as again like supporting someone as a leader we have as as humans everyone is going to have their unique way of leading and a lot of it is imprinted in their chart and so being able to look at our blind spots and and know what they are and um, and look at them with a different perspective um, and and a softness you know it brings that that softened gaze when you're like okay I'm not going to like blame the planets and say like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, therefore I'll deal with it. But I can definitely understand, you know, if someone is, is a, has got like me, that Scorpio energy, like mm. that I might actually need to practice some softening in how I can talk to people because I can be absolutely quite like abrupt and jarring at times. Other times I'm a total marshmallow because I'm a Libra. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're going to want to go deep, right? <laughs> thank you and I really appreciate you joining us today I am so excited to see where your business goes and how it grows once you're once Melbourne's fully out of lockdown (laughs) um 
And for listeners, if you'd like to know more about me, then you can visit me at josephinecorcoran.com. I work with individuals and organisations in supporting and creating sustainable change in their career and their workplaces. You can follow me on Facebook. Just go to at Josephine Corcoran Holistic Career Coach and like the page. And also my Instagram account, which is at josephine.corcoran. Love to connect with you there. So thanks for listening. And I look forward to seeing you at our next podcast, Astrology for Leaders. Let the stars guide you to align your career to your purpose. Thanks, Audrey. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. (laughs) If you would like to know more about me, visit josephinecorcoran.com. I work with individuals and organisations supporting and creating sustainable change in careers and workplaces. You can also follow me on Facebook. Just go to at Josephine Corcoran Holistic Career Coach and like the page. And also my Instagram account at josephine.corcoran. Love to connect with you there. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to you joining me for more leadership wisdom here on Astrology for Leaders.